The following thoughts and opinions we're going to discuss regarding this album are strictly of our own personal interests. We are not professional music reviewers. We encourage respectful discussion and friendly banter in each episode, but we do not condone and will not tolerate bullying or belligerence. You are welcome to take what we say regarding the albums we rate with a grain of salt. Well, hey there, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Rate the Record podcast, episode 76. Yay! The only thing I can think of are those American gas stations that have the 76 uh, on it. Don't know what it means, What's but that's like the only thing I think of. like 86 or something like that? 86? I don't know. I thought it was a 76. Oh, wait. Uh, no, uh, that's uh, 80, 86 is something where you get like, kicked out of a bar or something like that. Uh, I don't know. Oh, 76 is a chain of gas stations. Cool. Uh, let's see what happened in 1976 real quick. Uh, Patty Smith in 1976. Thank you, Wikipedia. Anyways, yes, it is. It is. Right the record podcast. I was going to try to come up with some musical facts real quick, but then Wikipedia just like, here's a picture of Patty Smith. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I got nothing clever to say for that, so that's fine. So your non, uh, non-clever host for the day are Chris and? Uh, Savannah. And I just want to say that Don't Go Breaking My Heart by Elton John came out in 1976. So, I mean, they it, there, there were two of them in the song, and there's two of us here. We we could we could sing that song, and also something relevant we were just talking Don't about. Come breaking my heart. And also something relevant that we were just talking off no. ca- about off camera uh, just popped up in 1976, but I can't say it because it's a spoiler for next week. <laughs> Anyways, welcome to the Write the Record podcast. Uh, and <laughs> by the way, I'll go back for a second and be like, I heard what you said. I don't know the rest of the words. <laughs> Damn it! All right, we'll learn. Hence why we'll I do it again. It. We'll do it again. If it's Yacht Rock, I won't. But anyways, welcome to the Right the Record podcast. Glad you're here hanging out uh, through the long century over, apparently. Uh, glad to have you here hanging out with us, blah, 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 because uh, I feel like I just repeated myself for a minute there. Uh, if for some reason that you like what we do here on the show, but then by all means, you can show us a little bit of love. It's all free, fast, and easy to do. Like, subscribe, rate, share, comment, follow. All those things help us build that musical community that if you've been here before, you know we are trying to build album by person, by user, by episode, by, I don't know, just answer whatever you want it, brick by brick by mortar by see you're going old school now i'm trying to get yeah. new by like not knowing what the hell i'm saying well i also don't know what you're saying so fantastic i don't think anyone does and that's why no one listens to us <laughs> but anyways yes we're trying to build the community be a part of it please all those things super easy to do super free to do it's all good so and you can do that wherever you want over either on youtube the audio platform social media everything there is options so please do that yeah, I, if, I have nothing to add other than yeah. No problem, because I'm going to say if for some reason you like us even more and you want to financially support us, there is that option too, ko-fi.com slash write the record. Uh, that link is down below and also over on write the record.ca, which is where everything is found. But ko-fi.com, yes, you can get some bonus content. You can get a shout out. We'll uh, be tier one of your songs if you are if you have music that you want us to listen to by all means uh check it out five bucks a month to join the rtr club or you can do a one-time donation too and not be part of the rtr club but i mean there's still that option too regardless go check that out as mentioned all of that is on rate the record.ca every link that you can think of including uh the album request link so if you want to request an album then by all means uh go do that we'll consider that and maybe you'll hear it in season five because Season four is almost over at this point, so chances are you won't hear it now. But next season, by all means, we're looking to fill things up, so go ahead and get on that. And album giveaways uh, for April. We're not giving away anything but May, which will be announced real soon. Uh, We got a big one for that one, and I actually have the vinyl behind me on a little shelf that I cannot pull up yet, but I actually have it. (laughs) So don't worry. It is in stock. 
it isn't soft for us and you could win it. So check it out uh, in May when we finally announced that. But all of that, once again, can be found at RateTheRecord.ca. So check it out. Why not? Um, okay, so two things, because I really like how you're on a roll with that. I'm very uh, proud of you that you got everything in in one shot. Try. Um, one, uh, for Kofi, um, please support us on Kofi. If you have seen my new music review, you have seen how bad I am at playing acoustic guitar or guitar in general, and uh, I need some lessons. So if you want to support me and my music playing endeavors, please do that. And number two. I completely forgot what number two was while I was saying number one. It sounds like your brain just took a two. It, it <laughs> fucking did. Holy shit. Okay. Well, I guess it was just, it was just the one. That was it. Oh no. I remember by the time this episode comes out, it's going to be May 1st. So you probably could say what the album is. You know what? Unless you're you right. Keep I, it a, no, I no. I, I didn't look at the calendar. You're 100% right. It, ha- happy May, everybody. May the <laughs> May the 1st be with you. Uh, whatever the hell that quote is. Anyways, <laughs> sure, why not? The biggest episode we have on YouTube, the Arctic Monkeys, uh, whatever people say it, I am, they're probably not, or whatever the hell it's called. I can't remember. Regardless, look at this. Vinyl in my hand. Uh, it's smoke, an actual thing. Smoking man. Nice. And then on the back, he looks really, really sad. Hey. You, can see, you, can see, you can see all the shit on my desk when I do that, too. And if you've seen our episode on that album, then you would know how exciting it is to be giving that away. Exactly. It was a pretty decent album. I will say that much. It was very decent. So yeah, for May, uh, for May, 2023, if you live in Canada, the United States, UK or Australia, we are giving this away uh, album away to you. So the link can be found on Kofi.com. Not Kofi.com. Rate the (laughs) record.ca and down in the description below, wherever you're listening, there's always a link there. So by all means, good luck. Enter uh, again, one of the biggest episodes we got. So that's pretty awesome. Hell yeah. And I liked it. So, you know, it's good because I am the apex of uh, opinion. Except if it's the Mars Volta, apparently. (laughs) Hell yeah, that was a good episode. It was scary, but I liked it. (laughs) I would say you clearly did. You read like 84 or something like that. So you did enjoy it. Uh, That was last week. Go check that out. But anyways, uh, it sucks because I wish you didn't completely like fulfill your sentence and everything like that. Because I was going to say, speaking of us being shit, you know that we're usually like that here on the show. (laughs) Uh, So welcome back. Glad you're here to watch us be more shit on the show and see what this week may bring. Or if you're new, we are shit. Welcome to the show. We hope you enjoy your stay. And we're very self-deprecating. So if you're a millennial, you get it. Yay. (laughs) I hate myself, yet I love myself all the same. We, that that just gets us uh, Gen Z and Millennial at the same time right there. Nice. Nice. Anyways, if you're new here, chances are you don't know what we do on the podcast. So each week, Savannah and I will choose an album, be completely at random or whatever we want. Like, I think Arctic Monkeys was a random choice way the hell back when. Uh, we might do an anniversary album, 20, 30, 40, 45 years, something significant. You know, like that, we'll check it out. Or a request like today's episode, which we'll get into in just a moment. But regardless, we do choose an album. We'll discuss it at length. We'll rank the songs. And then we rate the Rank record. the records. Wrong. <laughs> You put a, a oh. constant where the vowel's supposed to be. <laughs> we rate the record. Uh, now I'll edit it in all weird and it's going to sound strange. <laughs> that's, that's okay. It's not any different than any time I try to participate. It doesn't. 
So this week we do have a request, as I just said a moment ago, and this is going to be the final request for season four. Uh, we do. Uh, I know we got a couple requests also in our email right now. Um, they will be in season five for sure. If you've sent us requests and we haven't responded to you, it's because they're going to be in season five. Uh, I can't really explain why, because I don't want to give away who the bands are, but they're bands we've done before. Let's just say that much. So I'm just trying to yeah. get that like window of time, you know, that we usually get. That's our rule in the show. Clearly, they've been popular episodes if somebody is like, ooh, I want to hear more of this. One of them in particular has been getting a lot of attention that I mm -hmm. didn't expect. Yeah, me neither. Very excited, though. But anyways, hinting at that way too much. Today's request, <laughs> uh, some this is actually someone who's uh, requested on the show before. And uh, full disclosure, just so it's not like, oh, you're just going to S2 or A2 the album. No, no, no. Uh, I do know this person happens to be my partner, Allison. Uh, she requested an album before, but she also wants us to do today's album, The Birthday Massacre and their 2017 album, Under Your Spell. It is so nerve wracking to do a request of someone that either of us know, especially you, because if if you know someone who requested this and I'm like, crap, I don't know this person and I don't want to say that their musical taste is shit. Now, if someone I know requests a song, I have no problem just, up, just straight up <laughs> telling them that their musical preference is shit. But with you, like, I don't want to be disrespectful to anyone, you know, let alone someone that close to you. So I'm really nervous how this episode's going to go. But if I keep talking in this high pitched sort of happy tone, maybe I can change my mood because I'm really nervous. No, if anything, she appreciates honesty. She doesn't want to just well, like, have her ass kissed and everything like that. And I mean, like, I, I'm the one who's going to have to deal with the fallout anyways. If this, if this is the a terrible album, I have to deal with the fallout. Hello. Perfect. That's my kind of woman. I never, I never want to meet them because then you'll be put in the middle and you'll get shit on from both sides. That's all I want. Uh, if you ever meet her, then uh, chances are it'll all be forgotten by then. It's all good. <laughs> it's all good anyway. Oh, I just want you to get in trouble. That's all I want. No, she's very understanding. It'll be fine. But so, also, we don't know how I feel about the album yet or you. We haven't gotten to that part yet. This is true. I might, I might really love it. And then I'm afraid that I might love it more than... The requester. Could this one beat the Mars Volta? Well, guess we'll have to wait and see. 11 songs later, you'll find out. But before we get to that point, I will tell you a little bit about the band itself and the album today. So the Birthday Massacre is what we're doing today, as I already mentioned. But the Birthday Massacre is a dark synth pop rock band from London, Ontario. But although I do like to call them industrial pop because that's, that's a lot of the vibes I got from this album. From London, Ontario, Canada. They formed in 1999 under originally under the name Imagica, but changed their name in 2002 to the Birthday Massacre. So it wouldn't be confused with a Californian death metal band of the same name. The band currently sits, uh, no, consists of, sorry, I'm not wearing my glasses and the text really small on my screen, so let's just blow that up because I'm blind. That's the diabetes taking my vision away, folks. Pay for me to get diabetic treatment. <laughs> I was going <laughs> to laugh and then it took a real hard turn. I wasn't sure what to do. Backed your ass into a corner. Ay, ay, ay. It's okay. Diabetes is stupid. Uh, the, the band currently consists of three of its original members, Sarah Chibi Taylor on vocals, Michael Falcor on lead guitar and Michael Rainbow on rhythm guitar. I have oh. a sneaking suspicion. These aren't the real names. <laughs> okay. I, to be honest, I did read about them cause I was kind of curious and seeing that I was like, well, and how no, it's like it mainly lists nicknames, but like it could be, it could be. Imagine, 
Oh, he would have being in the nineties. He would have got bullied being Michael Rainbow. I can tell you that right now. That's that is that's, true. That's the nineties, folks. It was it wasn't the greatest time in the world. Good Terrible. music though. <clears throat> For the sake of today's album, the band also consisted of Nate Manor on bass, Rim on drums, and Owen Mackinder or McKinder on keyboards. Owen is the only one of those three just listed that's still present today in the band. Oh. They played their first show in October 2000 in London, Ontario, where they released a seven-song demo called Happy Birthday, which was limited to 40 hand-numbered copies. Oh. The band really relocated to Toronto in 2001 and would release another limited run of CDs for their album Nothing in Nowhere in 2002. After releasing their 2004 EP Violet, they were signed to Repo Records uh, based out of Germany, and Violet became the first full release when it was expanded and remastered by the label. In 2005, they had left Repo Records and ended up signing with Metropolis Records and began touring the US and Europe. Albums to follow through the years would chart on many indie and alt charts and find, and find varying levels of success. Again, my fucking diabetic eyes over the years <laughs> they've shared the stages oh my god this is just not working today they've shared the stage with bands such as kmfdm otep black veil brides die mannequin darren gray and many more eventually we get to 2017 and we make it to today's album under your spells the band's seventh studio album was released june 9th 2017 it was produced by rainbow and falcor and released through metropolis records so here's the funny part. I can't find any, like, I didn't find any reviews on this album at all. Like, I had to go to Album of the Year, which is like a website. You, you can see some critic scores and some user scores. There's two yeah. critic scores through Sputnik, Sputnik Music and Loud, Louder Sound. I wanted to say Loudwire. That's why I got that one confused at the very least. Uh, their combined scores averaged out to 65 out of 100. So obviously not that good on their end. Yeah. And based on 16 user ratings, it sits at an average of 72. And that's a B minus in our world. Hey, all music, get your shit together. Review this album. Come on now. I thought we were friends. Well, no, ever since uh, the Buggles, we're not. Uh, but I did mention, though, no Metacritic score at all, but more importantly, no all music score. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I honestly, at this point, I don't give a shit about any others. Maybe Rolling Stone, we'll see. Uh, but even then, they kind of drop the ball. But all music, I put all of my eggs in that basket. And whatever all music says, that's what I believe. So if it tells me that it's a two out of 10, damn, I'm going to review that two out of 10. And depending on how hipster it is, maybe Pitchfork. <laughs> um, the album did manage to make three U.S. charts, including number seven on the independent album charts, 37 on the rock album charts, and number 157 on the Billboard 200. So it actually cracked oh. like the main Billboard chart. Oh, yeah. Like 157 is not big, but who cares? Like if you you have you have an album that 200, I doubt you're going to care where it is. Oh, hell yeah. At least you can just say this was on it. So that's nice. And finally, I couldn't find any discernible singles, even after checking their band camp page, not, not one song was highlighted, but I'm, so I'm going to just go ahead and assume that the title track under your spell is probably a single. I think on Spotify, that is the one that has played the most. So I kind of assume that, although listening to the whole album, I think there are maybe two or three that I had to go to their Wikipedia page and see if they had released them as singles because they just seem very, uh, very digestible and mainstream sounding. So uh, I'm, I'm actually kind of surprised that there isn't anything listed for singles because, yeah, I think that they would. I mean, yeah. a lot of these would fit a good 
single push. Well, maybe, I mean, yeah, a lot of them. We'll get to that too. Uh, but I mean, maybe there was and just wasn't listed properly. So I have no idea. Yeah. I tried though. I went, I even went to their Bandcamp page and it didn't show anything. They usually have like a song highlighted there, but it was like literally yeah. all just chronological order. So I don't know. Interesting. With that said, I think it's time that we uh, get around to actually doing the album review now because that's kind of what we do. So let's get to it. So song number one, one. I, um, I really want to start any of these like song reviews that have a title that is another song that I want to start singing obnoxiously. So I really want to start singing Creed's one. Um, but just letting you know, my intention is funny enough. I won't even bother. Um, now I, I'm going to say I've never heard of this band. I've never heard this band aside from this album. It's very surprising to me that they, is they have existed for over 20 years in the same country and location I'm in, and I've not heard them at all. Um, just sort of weird for these stuff that I listen to. But my first impression from this entire thing is I am going to completely wreck these kids at DDR. This entire <laughs> the first thing I thought about this song was, yeah, this is totally a DDR song. You can say that about a few songs on this album. Yeah, they're like the weird—they're the weird goth kids who go back and forth between Spencer's and like the local arcade in the mall. Yeah, with like really baggy, like really baggy black uh, jeans that have the contrasting stitching and and, oh and you, my you Lord. know yeah. you know Chibi the lead singer she she's got the the frilly black ballet skirt with like the striped leggings and the combat boots. Oh and she's got the like the long Amy Lee armbands, yeah, and stuff like that. You knew that, that was happening. Oh my god that that was the that was the woman that I wanted to be when I was sixteen. Like that that type of person I would cut out of. Like I would pr I would just find pictures on Google, print them out, cut them out, and put them on my fridge. For some reason, I never kept them in my room. They were yeah, on everyone the had to know <laughs> fridge. Yeah. See, th those are the kind of girls I crushed on when I was 16. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, oh, yeah. I like, wanted to be them so bad. Every, everyone wanted a goth girl of some type. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Until you see them cut and like dissecting a frog and you're like, oh, it's too much. I just want the aesthetic. I don't want the reality. Yeah, I, I, no, I'd get inquisitive and be like, so what's that? That looks yeah. <laughs> and she looks back at you with hearts for eyes and then you marry and you're together forever. Then we have little gothlets. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect relationship. <laughs> <laughs> gothlets that's fantastic although i'm not very gothy myself but i'm like the industrial rock dad and she's like the uh the moody uh dark wave mom so that's oh, yeah. the perfect relationship right there uh, i don't have that he listens to bleep bloop music and that is not my bag i listen to a lot of shit yeah <laughs> anyways back over to the birthday massacre <laughs> yes please uh oh tirades are happening again it's gonna it's gonna happen um so it's also funny because despite the fact that I know the person uh, we've been together for almost 15 years at this point, and I, I still haven't really heard this band. Like you think I would being with this person long enough, right? but no, it just uh, it hasn't happened like that. Like I'm aware that she's liked the band. I've known that for a long time, but I've never gotten around to listening to them. So look yeah. at that. I finally did it. So I kind of knew what to expect, I guess, going into yeah. it. Like I had an idea, but at the same time, I don't think I was fully prepared. <laughs> and also this is one of their like more well, later yeah. albums in their career, right? Like this is one yeah. of their earlier things so maybe the earlier stuff sounds different i don't know 
Um, I will say like the, the, the chime synth like immediately threw me off. Cause like, I liked the instrumentation to follow and like, cause like it had like a mix of like droning synth bass and guitar and it actually sounded like really full and good tone, but like there's certain synth moments in this album that I really don't like. And like the chimey type noises, not for me. My second note, and I quote, not sure how I feel about the synth heavy sound as it's easy to start to feel cheesy. That's where the gothy side of things come in. Yeah. That, it's that's, just like, yeah. That, that's where like uh, the 80s, like you're trying to go, uh, I'm trying to think of like, I don't want to say the cure, like maybe tear fears. I don't know. Like those like kind of like new romantic Maybe Gary Newman, even though I like Gary Newman, but like that style, mm-hmm. I guess. But then you're trying to like bring it back to 2017. Like, I don't know. It just feel like high school goth to me at that point. Like, I didn't even feel kind of gothy. It, it just, I, I don't know. Like, I, I've, I mentioned this. Um, actually, no, it's my my next note on this song specific. The synth riffs behind the verses and chorus is nice. I like that. That was cool. But it definitely reminds me of a video game. And now I I share a house with two teenagers on and off and they're playing these. I, I don't play a lot of games, so sorry if I don't have absolutely no idea how to explain this. But uh, one of them is playing this game and it's called Persona. And I've never heard of that aside from watching them play. But it, it seems very like a, a little more Japanese centric, I guess, than it's not made for North America or, you know, the West. Um, so I can definitely see a lot of these songs, not just this one, but a lot of them in that game. It sort of seems to fit the sort of theme. So this entire album, and th- uh, there are very few exceptions. This reminds me of either DDR or like a Japan-centric video game. <laughs> There are quite a few songs in this that I could probably hear in an anime for sure. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's kind of like the game they're playing. But the only frame of reference I have is is them playing that game. And just like I can see this in like the credit sequence or something. And I'm like, I, oh, my Lord. I know of Persona. Like, I know those games and everything yeah. like that. I've never played them and I don't know the lore behind them or anything. Yeah. But I, I'm very much aware of them. Uh, so I can't say whether or not this would fit in it, but I'm just going to go ahead and say it probably does. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's the general idea they mesh together. I was going to say, so. sorry, not sorry, stereotyping. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's there. Um, it's there. the only other things I got to say about the song too, actually, I can say this about the whole album. Like there's a lot, like a lot of the songs are very radio friendly, not only in their tone, but even in their length. Like there's not really yeah. like, oh, a long oh. song on the album. Let me just scroll through my list at 432. Four and a half is the yeah. longest. Yeah, four minutes and 32 seconds is the longest one I see in this list. Like, that, well, what a behemoth of a track. Right. Th- that's oh nice God. considering, like, as much as we like the Mars Volta, like, last week we had, like, seven, eight, nine-minute tracks. Holy fucking rock. Nine minutes? Jesus Christ. How do you how do you review something that you're like, I'm reviewing this 30 seconds out of a 10-minute song? Well, no maybe people have to that? go... Maybe people have to go back to last week's episode to find out exactly how we did that. <laughs> 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 um... There's a guitar solo in this, and there's just, this was written before I knew there's more guitar solos on this album too. So this can kind of almost act as a blanket statement. The guitar solo toward the end is like really back and forth for me because it's not even that, that I hate it, and I'm not looking for like complexity in a guitar yeah. solo as long as it fits the mood. I'm fine with that. But like, I found a lot of these solos were like kind of reverbed and buried in the mix a lot, especially in yes. this track though. And like, 
it feels like it should be more present in the mix. It doesn't have to be shredding in the in the front of the mix, but like bring it up a little more. Like, I don't know. I, I like how it feels though, only because it feels like that's what it would sound like at a live show, but on yeah. an album, like you should bring it out a little more. Um, I definitely agree. Uh, it is not for this song, but it is for a song coming up that I mentioned that I like the guitar solo. It really is just eight note, eighth, no quarter notes, but that's it. It's not nothing any, it's, I cannot fucking speak. That it, was me during the band introduction. Holy <laughs> smokes. Okay. Your it, it is nothing intricate. I bet it's the beer. Um, it is nothing intricate, but it is there and it is noticeable. But I think it took me at least four songs for me to actually notice that there was a guitar solo to begin with. Yeah, it's just it's that quiet and buried, right? Yeah. I mean, like it it doesn't play a very important role. Not that it has to, but again, like the mix should be a little better for it, though. It feels like the guitarist was punished. And the, both guitars produced this yeah, album. Right. So what the hell? Guitars are usually, like, hard on for what they fucking do. And it's like, no, I have to be at the front. But at least at least you can see that there was maybe a loss of ego. Uh, I, I guess uh, being around for you nearly know? 20 years at that point will do that to you. Yeah, it's just like, you know what? This is best for the song. It's it's best for business. Hey, hey, and they they grew up as goth kids, and goth kids hate themselves. So I mean, like, yeah, you, don't want, exactly. you don't want to give yourself too much attention. Yeah, I'm really good at the guitar. Turn it down. Get rid of it. Just make it moody. Make people question it. Just like they should question their own existence. Perfect. Yep. Moving on to a positive note, uh, I only have a couple more for this song. Uh, vocals are nice and soft. Was not expecting that. Was not except. I was not expecting a female at all. I don't listen to a lot of female fronted bands, uh, mostly like sort of pop artists, because I find a lot of them are females and I, I like that. Uh, not a lot of female fronted bands threw me off a little bit, but I accepted it within the first song and I was cool with it the rest of the time. So very nice voice. It was nice. And uh, there's one song that I really liked it. So A plus on that. Yeah, I, I like her voice, but I don't know how, how well the soft side of her voice, which is prominent across the yep. album, sits yep. on some of the heavier instrumentals. Like, once in a while, it doesn't bother me, but, like, when some sections get really heavy in different songs and her voice is still pretty soft, it's like, this doesn't sit as well as you want it to. So, I mean, like, I don't know, it gets a little bothersome. Like, during the verses, like, yeah. spoiler alert, this is the entire album. Like, you usually get, like, some, like, kind of like lively intro into a very quiet in like instrumental section of a verse with the soft yeah. vocals on it. And then it picks back up for the course still with soft vocals. Yeah. That's like literally every song on the album. Uh, so, so like, I don't know. I, I can say in retrospect to every, like all of songs, like I don't know how I feel about the soft vocals on the heavier portions, but her voice is good though. I like it. I, I agree. I don't know if I actually made note of it or if I had thought to later in the album, um, I think that some bits would benefit from having some sort of, I don't want to say screaming, but just some sort of contrast. Um, there, I think maybe two songs where during the, and I'm just fucking talking about the whole album now instead of just this one song, but I feel like the chorus would make, like it would be better if it had, I don't know, maybe some background vocal screaming and not even screaming where he's, where they're saying anything. And it could be her 
as well. It could just be her voice, but just some sort of like vocal, I don't know, background something to kind of give a punch to the I chorus. Say that, I say that about something later in the album. There's there's two songs that I don't know if maybe my brain is filling in what I want to hear or if they actually have something minimal during the chorus that prompts me to think the way that I do. But yeah, there's two songs nearing the end of the album that I'm like, I I really wish that I heard a little bit of screaming or just a raise in uh, pitch. I, I don't know. Raise in voice. No, so, yeah, I, I, I got you. Yeah. As I said, there's there's ideas that I have like that, like later in the album too. You know, the more we do this show, the more I think I make a good music producer. I I am very judgmental and opinionated. <laughs> And you you just look at you look at like a preamp. And you're just like, where's the '90s knob? <laughs> That's the only one that goes to a, that goes to eleven. I'm like, yeah, I'll like, take it. Yeah, it goes to ten. You're like, no, eleven. And you literally break it off. You're like, That's rock and roll. And the band just stares at you like, what the fuck? That's expensive. We're, we're renting that. What are you doing? Now we gotta buy it, you actual bitch. <laughs> Savannah. The oh producer. my god. Oh my god. The idea is funny. The reality is tragic. And that, well, at least it'll never happen. So you could just laugh at it regardless. <laughs> this is true. Yeah. The only other note I have, the last one, is just it's not the most exciting or interesting start to the album, but it is here regardless. So here it is. Yep. It gives a good idea of what to expect for the whole album. For the whole album. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Yes. All right. Speaking of the whole album, song number two, the title track itself, Under Your Spell. Okay, so uh, I don't want to spoil this entire album. I'm just going to say that um, first listen was not enough. It needed more listens. Um, so I only listened to the album maybe, well, I don't want to say only, maybe five, six times in its entirety. Yeah, that's, that's, that's more than yeah, I, I don't. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to say only. Um, well, because I, I have a job where it's easy for me to stick an earbud in and listen to it passively, which totally helps. But um for this song, I only had to listen to it two times. And the third time I started to anticipate what was going on. So either this is a well-written song or the verse and chorus is catchy enough that I'm actually predicting how the song is going to go. Only listening to it a couple of times, which doesn't happen often. I I appreciated that this time where I felt like I was singing to it even though I didn't know the lyrics I just knew how the vocal melody was gonna go and it sounded good I it's, liked it it's super generic and take that as you will like that can yeah. be a good and bad thing at the same time it's good because like yeah if you see some sort of familiarity in it then by all means it's easier to catch on to so you're more likely to like it yeah. but also it, it could make it very stale because it's so predictable. It's like, no, excite me in some ways, you know, like, so yeah. I can see the back and forth on this one. And I do make a note about that too. Um, I'll just actually jump to the last note I have. Cause it kind of ties into that. I said that I, I can see how people would grab onto a track like this. Uh, it, it's simple. It has a really easy hook and like it has energy without being too intense. Uh, but it's honestly, in my opinion, a boring track. It's like I, again, I, I I see where people are coming from. I hear your note side of it too, but just like yeah. because that predictability is there, like not that yeah. everything has to surprise me all the time, but again, just I don't know. There's something, but the composition that's just like you know every beat, and so it's just like eh, it's hard to 
super get into. Um, I do like the like the synthwave keys overall in the verses. Feels a little different from the first one. I like that. Uh, good chill feeling all through the song, but to be honest, I actually hate the vocals in this song. Not that they sound bad, but mixed in with everything else, fucking no, they sound they don't sound that great. Um, okay, so I'm just gonna whip through the three that I have. Um, it's so minuscule, but there's a like percussion percussion addition that's like a reverbed aluminum garbage can lids. I don't know what the fuck it is. It's it's probably a highly processed symbol, but it sounds so like I don't know how to describe it. It's just like if you're just hitting an aluminum garbage can and I don't know if I like that very much. Like I understand it kind of adds to the industrial sort of computerized sound and whatever it was that they were going for. Um, not my favorite thing. Um, I find that now I do mention this later on in the album and I know that we do not do lyrical analyses or anything like that. Um, sometimes we do right now we are not, but some of the lyrics that I, cause this, this whole album, you can hear the lyrics. It isn't like hidden. They're not screaming. They're not anything. It's just, super clear yeah yeah. but i find that some of the lyrics feel cheesy um i i'm not used to listening to songs that have straightforward lyrics i'm definitely more used to like convoluted analogies and metaphors and trying to imagine it but if someone's just saying you know i walked down the street and the sky was blue and the ground or and the grass was green you're not giving me much room for interpretation. I'm literally thinking of a blue sky, green grass. And I kind of find that with this, where it's, I'm just sort of imagining, not even imagining, I'm just seeing what they're telling me to see. And I don't find that very fun. Um, but it is still catchy. I do think I'd have to be in a certain mood to listen to heavy music without its, what the fuck does that mean? Anyways, still catchy. Think I'd have to be in a certain mood to listen to it. Apparently, I thought it was heavy music without it actually sounding heavy, where it's like, I don't know how to, else to describe that other than this sounds heavy, but it's not heavy. Um, with with the lyrics, I think I allude to that a little later on the album, how <laughs> it's it sounds like high school goth girl poetry. <laughs> yes. That's, that's pretty yes, much what it it's is. Very, it's very straightforward. It's like, I hate my mom. I hate my family. You left me and now I'm sad. Something Instead of it. like, the grass doesn't grow on your side of the street. You listen to that and you're like, what the fuck does that mean? You live with an Italian family and you have gravel right. for grass. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not stereotyping. That's all over hey. Hamilton. Okay, I'm allowed to say hey. that. Hey, they charge for parking for the for the stadium, okay? They are entrepreneurs. Yeah, but now they can't do that anymore. Actually, the police have disallowed that. Oh, really? Oh, shit. So you can't do lawn parking anymore. Oh, I would have bought a house just to sell my lawn for a parking spot. Yeah, for like a good few months, you're making money. You're making bank. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, and I will say with the chorus, too, it is a catching of course. I do like to pick up an energy in it, but like it still feels like it's lacking something. I don't know. Like, yeah. It doesn't feel like it's fully written. Like the 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 production's there, but like it feels like it it's missing a few layers. You know, like it just doesn't yeah. feel ready. Yeah. Does is it sort of like the fullness, or is it just like they could uh, 
I guess, shine up some some of the stuff that they they've presented. Um, fullness is sense. fine. Uh, like it, it's not that it didn't feel full because like the production was full in the headphones. It's just yeah, maybe like adding a couple of layers to like really like I don't know, give more life and texture to the sound because it's everything's kind of flat. So I don't know, okay. it's the best way I can describe it. All right, so we'll move on. Song number three, All of Nothing. Okay. Um, now, I have three points that kind well, they don't really go all together, but I'm going to spit them all out at once. Now, first one. This sounds like heavy Taylor Swift with this vocal melody. No, there are some songs where the vocal melody or even the lyrics, I'm like, ooh, this, this is definitely singer-songwriter, but it's just put to heavy music. So I wonder about the... Uh, lyric writing, whether it's the words themselves or the vocal melody, I wonder if that's done by one person and the music is done by someone else because sometimes there's sort of that pop sensibility to the lyrics and the vocals and then like a metal rock sensibility to the music so I'm kind of curious to see where that meets. Um, the heavy guitar in the intro is nice but it does not last sort of disappointing and the core, and I quote myself, the chorus sounds like a pre-chorus and I was waiting the whole time, multiple times for the chorus to come in, but it never did, Chris. It never did. I feel like that's happened more than once on this album too, where like you're, no, you're anticipating a chorus, yeah. The chorus, it sounds like a pre-chorus. So I'm listening to it. I'm like, this is, this is good. It's going to amp up to something. And then it ends and then it's like an instrumental sort of break, I guess. Maybe it's like, I would assume two, two to four bars of just music. I'm like, oh shit, did the chorus end? Because it goes back to the verse and I'm sitting there going, I, I don't like this chorus. I missed something. <laughs> yeah, it like it should just be the pre-chorus and they're missing the chorus because the chorus of this doesn't change. It just... It's confusing. <laughs> oh, I get you. And that definitely happened. I, I don't know yeah. if I note that in the, like in this review at all, but I do know that it happened while I was listening to the album. I was like, was that a course? And I actually had to like look through the lyrics and sometimes they'll be like verse bridge course. Verse yeah. Course. I was like, did I miss a course? And I couldn't tell. I was like, that's weird. Yeah. Yeah. My note says they're blue balling me with the chorus. So clearly I felt very strongly they, uh, about it. I, I feel like they do that a couple times in this album. Yeah. Um, I do. Yeah. I mentioned that I like the industrial touches kind of sprinkled throughout the track. Uh, th this is where I use the term industrial pop because I'm like, this is what I would consider industrial pop. Yeah. Which I, I'm not even certain yeah. that's a real genre, but this would be it if you had to ask me. Yeah. Like it, it's written in a very poppy sense, but it's got industrial all over it. So that's the best I can describe it. Like and, industrial uh, Taylor Swift. Oh, that'd be weird. I, I'd, I'd check oh, it awesome. out. I would oh, check it out. It. Hell yeah. Come on, Taylor, do you've changed your style like four or five times. Do it. Right? Go industrial. Fucking coward. Everyone wants Miley Cyrus to release a rock album. I'd want Taylor Swift to release something with Nine Inch Nails. Hey, uh, Demi Lovato did like a pretty heavy, dark album, and it was and actually was not that bad. It wasn't yeah. that bad. I was I, I on the NMR. I did her song Bones, and actually it was pretty cool. I liked it. If you if you have the voice and the anger, fucking do it. Uh, considering yeah. that she's come out of like a couple of cents of rehab, and so she probably got a pent a lot of pent up energy to get rid of, and you can definitely hear it on that album. Fuck yeah. Um, 
and this is also where I make the note about the lyrics. Like these were lyrics were uh, okay. There were likely lyrics like this previous in in the previous tracks, but these lyrics feel like edgy high schooler lyrics. There you yeah, go. I agree for the excuse me, very hiccupy uh, for the majority of this album. Oh yes. yeah, again, like I mean, I, I I I've I googled pictures of this of this woman. I know what she looks like, and she still has that goth appeal to this day. But but like I just imagine like even back in twenty seventeen, she still got the same mindset of like writing back at the beginning. So she's definitely writing those gothy high school lyrics. I'm telling you. Uh, yeah. I don't want to uh, make fun of that because yeah. it's just part of the golf goth culture. But like, and I don't hate the goth culture at all. But like. Yeah. There's just something about maybe me being a cranky old man in my mid fucking thirties here, where I'm just like, "Oh, you kids." <laughs> that's she's okay because me. <laughs> I, I really, oh, well, I guess if they started, no, she's, she's like mid forties right now, I think. Oh dang! Like right now, dang! It's kind of pulling an Avril Lavigne because she still sort of does those types of things, and she is thirty nine. Punk rock not, princess. Yeah, thirty nine. Um, my last note for this one is just. They really know their hooks because their their choruses or what they disguise to be their choruses actually they they stick with you and if you don't remember anything it's the intro music to the song so you know what song it is and the chorus again so you know what song it is yeah it helps I I mentioned that I like the high energy and slow pacing like I don't know it feels fast but it's also not fast it's got a slower pace to it i kind of yeah. like that they work well together in this track and i actually jesus christ i'm now i'm hiccuping a lot um, right. it's contagious I, I do enjoy that that's pretty cool and, and i was gonna say that so far i was also getting into this track the most so far on this album but it ended far quicker than it should have like just as i was catching on it went away yeah and so i was just like uh this is one of those ones where i actually wanted a little more out of it but this is the perfect radio three minutes and 30 seconds a hundred percent and i'm very surprised that there were no listed singles because yeah the more you listen to this the more you're like i could pick out the singles that are on this album so well and that's why i just pointed under your spell because usually title tracks tend to be one yeah. of the more popular ones because like that's the name of the album you got to sell that album with this song like imagine hotel california was an interlude like the song hotel california was, was an interlude like that that sold the album are you sure yeah yeah it's like what <laughs> Why did you name the album that? I'm confused. And there wasn't sure loot on that album that was kind of shitty, actually. So that could have been your Hotel California. <laughs> yep. Alrighty then, moving on to song number four now, Without You. And uh my first like I, usually I'll read ahead on my notes, but now I'm just kind of looking at it and I don't know what this says because like I haven't read the whole thing yet. It just says four songs in, and I'm like what did I write? I don't remember. So now I'm, I'm curious. We're, gonna, <laughs> we're all, all going to discover this together. <laughs> Four songs in and that I've heard this song before. Okay. Yeah, there it is. Uh, is really washing over me hard. So this is where like, I realized that, Oh my God, these songs are like composed the exact same. <laughs> yes. Um, my, my first one is I really like the chorus. Perhaps this is what I'll be saying the entire review. Yes. Yes, it will. Um, I think the vocals mesh more in this one than the previous. And the, this is the one where the guitar solo was of note finally, but it was really just some quarter notes. The guitar sounded real. It didn't sound programmed like a lot of what was happening up until now. So I'll take that. I liked it. It was good. It's funny how you mentioned, like you said, do you like the chorus in this one? 
I, I like the chorus in all of them. They really know their hooks. Um, I think it's just, it's easier for me to remember what fucking song I'm listening to when I like the chorus. So I, I only ask because I wrote the note that like the verses and choruses blend together far too much in this song. Yeah. Uh, so like last one, like aside from like a pickup in volume and some slight overdubbing, I couldn't tell the difference between the two. Yeah. So like, it was just, I don't know. I, I didn't like that too much. It, like it feels so much of the same that the entire song that just like, it's not even that I felt blue ball. It just felt like it was like one long droning thing that had like no real good change to it. So I don't know. Um, at, at least with things that they always have a bridge though. Like, so that's where, you know, yeah. you're at a different point in the song because they do have bridges. Uh, there's an echoey synth like near the end and it's just after the guitar solo. Uh, it, it feels like the mix again, with the mix being a little low that the mix could have hit, uh, been a little more friendly to it. And, because like it was echoing a lot, you can hear it like bouncing in the speakers. But the problem was the mix was so bad on it that like yeah. I feel like they could have gotten a little more creative and like popped it left, right, left, right type thing, or like had it spread out a little more. But it felt like so condensed to the center that like I don't know, it felt like a wasted opportunity to me. I think it would have added more intrigue. So it's mm -hmm. unfortunate about that. Uh, I didn't notice, so that might be the producer in you that does notice. But I did notice that. These songs are pretty similar in sound, the program drums, the synth riffs on a not very loud guitar. So it's really difficult to say something new. And I did my last note just says I would definitely put this one on for myself. So my my gauges are either can I dance to this or would I listen to this song outside the confines of this album? Because some songs sound good in the album because of the songs around it sort of give it a little bit more life. But there are certain songs that if you take them off the album and you just play them around other artists, other songs, they still stand up. So this one I found that I would listen to outside of this album. And there maybe three or four, maybe three that I say that about. And this is number one, which well, is not number one in ranking, just number one in how it shows up in the album. <laughs> I hope in about 35 minutes, you've just given yourself away. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, Fucking hate this song. <laughs> and it's, it's just so interesting to me because like, I just found this one so bland and everything blended. So it was really hard to get anything out of it. So yeah, your apparent number one and maybe my number 11. Did I just spoil it? Oh, we're going to find out I soon, know. I guess. Is, is Chris completely wrong about my, my choices? Probably. Probably, because I'm, apparently I'm terrible at rating you. Yes. Uh, with that said, I didn't have a lot else to say, so I guess we can move on to song number five. Yes, we can. Yes, we can. Okay, I just want to make sure you had nothing else to say. Song nothing. Number five, song number five, Counterpain. Ah, uh, my first note is yes. As soon as this one started, I was on board. There's no, it starts no synthy stuff. It's just metal. Industrial it. metal, like Ramstein, yeah. Ramstein style yeah. industrial metal guitars. As soon as it started, like, okay, maybe I'm giving myself away now. <laughs> but as soon as I heard this song, I was like, yo, what? And it's like, if you're listening to an entire album that is sort of similar sounding sort of like if you're listening to say a country album and every song has acoustic guitar, you're kind of like, okay, yeah, we're over this now. But if something starts with an electric, you're like, whoa, like this is different than what I heard. That's this song for me. It starts way differently. I like it. 
it starts that way, but then it goes back to that quiet verse structure that I refer yes, to as industrial pop metal. <laughs> Yeah. They bring back the industrial, uh, I mean, the pop portion to the industrial metal, so they just make it industrial pop metal. Uh, the chorus is also a huge indicator of that because it's you have these, like, like very nice vocal melodies combined with, like, very playful synth lines as well, but you mm-hmm. still, you're still getting the heaviness of the guitar, so it's just, it's if industrial pop metal isn't a thing, it is now. Uh, you've said it enough that I think you have wished it into existence. It already uh, exists. <laughs> you you wished it into existence six years ago. Um, uh, this is totally a DDR song. It no <laughs> doubt about it. And I'm going to mention that probably two more times, maybe once. Um, I do like that there's less synth stuff happening. There are times like I love 80s new wave. I love all that synth stuff. But if I'm just listening to sort of the same rehashing of it over and over or the same tone or the same sort of key. It's like, okay, this is like, you're only just cut and pasting this. Like it's not interesting to me, Uh, but having a little less of it here where there was an abundance of it uh, beforehand, I was very pleased to kind of get that little break. And I'm not a hundred percent sure what is real and what is not at this point, especially with, The, uh, the, I guess, sort of, I I don't know how to say that, but the the rise in AI usage and whatnot. Um, I don't know what's real, what's programmed, what's not. Normally I'm wrong about what instruments I hear, but this song sounds real. I hope it is. I don't want to, I don't want to kill my idea of it. I don't think... AI was would have been good enough in 2017 no. to do anything prominent. Whereas nowadays, I don't know if you heard. I mean, this is re- suspicious. This is this is recent as of the point where we're recording this. But that whole uh, that that dude who made a Drake in the Weekend song that the label actually wanted them to take down because it sounded way too fucking real. I've not heard that. Ooh. Oh my god, it was actually wild. How like you can still hear like the. It's kind of like uh, back in the Depeche Mode episode when I yeah. had the AI do my entire intro, yeah. but you can still hear some flaws in there. Yeah, it still sounds believable. That's what yeah. this one was, but it, God damn it, 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 they pulled it off pretty clean. It sounded pretty good too. I was Dang. like, holy shit! But back Dang in 2017, God. I don't think AI was anything close to that. So I think this is just a lot of digital production going on here. But I'm still suspicious, real suspicious. Yeah, they were just ahead of their times, and we just maybe, didn't know. <laughs> maybe they had it. Maybe they had a robot behind the keyboard. So then that's really AI. Maybe so. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> do, do goths like robots? Is that, is that how they work? I don't know. If if that's not a genre already, then I need to capitalize on the goth robot uh, genre. Well, now that you've put it out there, someone's just going to take that idea from you. Damn it! Copywritten. Damn it, it's like Kraftwerk and the Cure had a baby. That's what I want to hear. You, there's probably AI generators where you can put like two songs in, like by Kraftwerk and the Cure and get something out of it. I guarantee it. Okay, well, I'm going to be MIA for the rest of this video now, the rest of this review. Only my review counts at this point. <laughs> yes. Um, 
earlier in this review, you mentioned like, oh, this part would have sounded good with screaming or something along the lines of like some sort of embellishment. I said yeah. it in this song. I said uh, there's like there's heavy interludes after the chorus and they could have used some sort of screaming just to kind of fill it out more. Because, again, this is where it, to me felt like a little flat and incomplete where you just yeah. get like another layer or two. And I think screaming would have actually did that. It felt like a missed opportunity. And I, I get that. For as far as I'm concerned, the birthday massacre is not really known for that kind of stuff. Yeah, uh, but it be might be night not nice, but neat to hear once in a while. So I I don't know. I think maybe for future albums they should look into it, even though they're in their forties now. Get a young screamer. Just get, yeah. every once in a while. It doesn't have to be every song. It doesn't have to be every line. It doesn't have to be a weird rapping interlude like fucking Evanescence had with "Bring Me to Life." Just every once in a while, just add a little flair to the background. Add some screaming intensity. That, and that's all that it would be. It would just be in the background because I, I think the song I was alluding to is like a lot closer to the end of the album. But during the chorus, I hear, I like I said, I don't know if I'm filling in the blanks with what I wish I was hearing or whether I'm actually hearing a little bit of something that sort of sparks my imagination to what it could be. Um, but in that chorus, it kind of sounds like there's a... <sighs> like maybe a crowd in the background that would be good if it was just somebody going. And that's like less later in the album, right? Yeah. I think I know exactly what you're talking about. I think I noted it too. And I wish that it was someone going in the background, even if it was just like turned down a little bit, hearing that. Trying to hear you do those like those hardcore death metal screams is kind of funny. (laughs) Probably Probably better than I could do. Yeah. It's really funny to watch videos. There's this, uh, this one older lady that will that is teaching uh like young men how to scream and she's like in her 60s but she's like real good well shout from your diaphragm <laughs> it's wild it's like if you just lift up a, like stand up straight and then just drop this and then just go whoa like, holy fucking hell man <laughs> i i i, I, I want to be her <laughs> i remember i once tried to learn how to scream properly and i was trying to do the way that uh cory taylor does it because he's he's praised for how he does it because of oh yeah how safe it technically is on the throat although no scream is technically safe but like yeah he, he does pure diaphragm pure delivery out and not straining your throat so to get that throat. scream that's and, what like, i'm doing he's yeah. one of the best for it apparently so i was like i want to learn the cory taylor technique then if that's the safest then that's the one i want to do but i can't i'm, I'm shit at it <laughs> if he's been doing it for decades and hasn't blown his throat out hell yeah that's probably the best person to learn from uh the only other note i have uh is that counter pain it's a fun track overall still uh, I, li- I like the mix of heavy and soft poppy stuff and it actually all plays well off of one another in this track so yeah. this one's one of the more fun tracks on the album eight out of ten danceable and again, that does not correlate to your final score as far as I'm concerned. It doesn't at all. And I'm pretty sure two out of 11 tracks only have a danceable score uh, this week. I was so. going to say, we're that, that's the fifth song. And you only just gave that now. <laughs> yeah. Um, sometimes I feel like every song deserves one. But this one, I think it was maybe only two. I maybe see. Maybe two. Yeah. That's it. Well, maybe this next one will be one or maybe not. I don't know. But number six, Unkind. I lied. It was just the one. So that's all you're getting. There you um, go. It wasn't. For for unkind, there is uh it's not the solo because the, the solo is a guitar, but there are two different parts and it ends the song, like literally ends the song, and it comes in a little earlier. 
the Def Leppard pour some sugar on me electric guitar took I me know by surprise. About yeah, right. The solo guitar is different, so I refer to only the guitar that ends the song. It is a little earlier in the song. Um, it comes after the choruses. A hundred percent. Yeah, and it, and yeah, it's all like I like it. I like it. I don't like it within the confines of this song, but in general, I don't mind it. It just screams like. 1986 to me. See, I liked it in this song because, like, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. I just yeah. hate the fact that I, it does indeed remind me of Def Leppard now that you said yes. that. 100% Def <laughs> I can actually, I can actually just fucking hear the riff. But <laughs> me too. Th- there was just, there was just something about the way it was interjected after the choruses that actually it was felt weird. It felt fitting, and but the thing is, because it felt so different, but not like yeah. so different that it's like, what the hell is this on the album? It, yeah. it was di- like different from what we've been hearing, but still in the same realm. So I actually really liked it. I was like, oh, that's kind of a cool thing to interject there. Like you got a little creative with it for once. Like I like yeah. that. That's interesting, and like that that. Like that is what follows what I consider like one of the better courses on the entire album. Like mm-hmm. it, it, it's it's so bright and major sounding with the vocals, and then you have like these heavy, low, distorted synths. And the guitars are a great match to it too. There's a lot going on in these courses that just I don't know breathe a hell of a lot more life than the other ones do. So I like this one a lot more. They know their hooks oh, and they write them song. decently. The yeah. other songs not so much, but this one. Well, I. <laughs> I didn't really like, like I said at the beginning, I just wasn't down for the cheesy synths and whatnot, but I'm starting to feel like exposure therapy is helping because I didn't feel like this was too bad and it it's starting to feel less and less cheesy the more that I hear it. Yeah, it's because 16-year-old Savannah started to come out, so she's like, what is this music? Oh no, 16-year-old Savannah was just a, addicted to Simple Plan. <sighs> Ew. Do you know what I'm saying? No, I don't. And I don't want to know they, either because Simple Plan sucks. They had a single uh, called Addicted. Um, oh, good. It's, it was a single and I never heard of it. That's how relevant it is. He goes, I'm a dick. I'm addicted to you. That's really all you need to you know. You make me come. You make me complete. You make me completely miserable. Lit already did that. <laughs> have Have you gone to their TikTok where he sings? There's the, the music to that song. No to my the own lead singer enemy. like throws a fucking chair or something like that maybe but stage. there's a video no there's a video of him singing um my own no it's the music to my own worst and i just don't fucking remember what the song's called it's the music to that song and the lyrics to anti-hero by taylor swift and they match oh. very well no, I, I saw nice. I, I saw a video of some band on stage who was opening for Lit, and they're like, this is Lit! And then the lead singer comes out and fucking throws a chair at the oh. guy. Oh, So I thought that's what you were doing. It's like, yeah, it looks like he's a little oh. unhinged now. Yeah, no, I, I I bet he's done cocaine at least once in his life. Yeah, definitely not in the last couple of years. <laughs> I don't know, and I do not want to be sued. <laughs> Hey, t- we said it in the beginning, take it with a grain of salt or a grain of crack cocaine. I don't know, regardless. Um, but you know what? With this song, though, even the verses sound pretty good in this one. I love the industrial yeah. sound. It really works for it. And the vocals I thought worked on this one much better. So I'm, I'm pulling a lot more out of this one than I'm actually liking. Uh, this one definitely had more uh, like a different life to it altogether. And I kind of said that earlier. Uh, it still feels similar to other tracks, but presented in a far more interesting way. So at the very least, you're going to get that out of me. 
Uh, I I can say that, yes. Um, there are bits of the vocal melody that are pleasing to my ears, and this isn't the only song. Um, there aren't like complete vocal runs, but there are just like certain little things like the way that she ends phrases and she ups sings it a little. There's just little things that were intentional choices that I think were really good ideas. They're just little tiny things that if they weren't there, I think I wouldn't like it as much. Yeah, a few songs have that too. Because like, as I said in the beginning, like I like her voice, just not on certain portions, but her singing yeah. is good though. And yeah, like the vocal composition is actually interesting sometimes too. So I think Unkind had a good display of that. There were, there's, there's another song that was earlier on the album. That I didn't, I was going to write it as a note and I didn't, I, mean, I hate that I didn't cause I like what she was doing at certain parts. I just wish I could remember what it was. If I remember in editing, maybe I'll throw it on the screen here. Audio listeners. Sorry. I mean, you won't know <laughs> unless you listen yeah. to the album, I guess. I don't know. Go to YouTube. Yeah. Who cares about audio? Go to YouTube because that's much easier to access than just an audio streaming platform. <laughs> I, I care about you audio listeners. Don't listen to Chris. I, I'm with you. Solidarity. I beat my chest and I give you the peace sign. There you go. I listen to our podcast on audio. I, I upload it to YouTube, but I listen to it on audio. Uh, I don't listen to it at all. And you said Spoiler. you care. Spoiler. I do Stop care. playing just... games with our audience. Song number seven, games. There you go. I haven't done a pun in a while. You haven't, and I'm disappointed that you did, and I didn't notice because I forgot what the song was called. <laughs> um, I do like the more real-sounding instruments, uh, just less mechanical and reverby. It's very straightforward. I like that. It kind of gets back to, I don't know, the rock roots. Um, I definitely like the more rock and metal songs over the whimsy of the synthesizer. Giving that synthesizer a little bit of a break was well-needed. Yeah, like I don't mind the synth, but as long as it's not like one of those weird standout, like chimey type sounds that you can yeah. hear, like in the beginning of the album, like I said. But like if it's just like a like an atmospheric kind of yes synth in the background, rhythmic that just kind of like adds to the flow, that's fine. But yeah, yeah like those leads are just yeah, not so much. I don't like those. And you're like, okay, it sounds like I'm in the Twilight Zone now. Thank Fuck you. off with these tubular ass bells, Halloween right? music or Exorcist, <laughs> whatever. Right. Um, so we're at the halfway point of the album now with this. And like, I was kind of hoping that we would had passed the point of doing like the typical song structures, but no, uh, it's, it's back in this one and spoiler alert, it's back for many other tracks as well. So I was a little disappointed in that, but I try not to let it affect the score too much, but it was hard. I'll say that much. I have two points for this and that's it. Okay. One. I can hear so many missed production opportunities to just make this a little more interesting. Like there are little things that I can hear that I'm like, oh, I would have put something here, something there. And I am not a production person at all, but if I can hear it, I feel like it was a missed opportunity. And two, it didn't really stand out much in a sea of like sounds. Kind of what you were saying about a couple songs previous, this, this is where I'm starting to feel it. Can we do a live bit and hire the Arkells where you're in the studio with them trying to direct them on how to make their next album, please? I've never listened to them before. So yeah. neither, neither have I, but because they're from Hamilton, maybe they'd be down to help Hamilton creators. So I'm just like, 
we just need like you guys in the studio for a whole day. We'll just shoot a bunch of content where you're telling them how to make the album, oh, and then, god, oh my god, and then at the end of it all, we actually need a produced song by you, by the band, and whatever oh you wanted to have happen has to happen. Oh my god, guys, are you that... listening? Please reach out to us. That would one would be awesome. Two, I just imagined it some sort of like some sort of gag video where they're listening to me. But then they, it's just, it's, it's more comedy than anything. I was going to say, can you also have Rick Rubin's uh, giant bald spot and huge beard? You have to be dressed like Rick Rubin, please. If, okay. I will say that if we can get the Arkells to let me tell them what to do, I will shave my entire head and slap on a slap on a pube beard i have connections so we will see oh really (laughs) all right well you got to be there too because i would be far too nervous i'd be the one recording it all on camera i wouldn't actually be there you'd you'd have to take the lead you're the producer you have to direct the band oh god that's nerve-wracking yeah but if we explain the bit to them then they won't care they'll they'll be in on it (laughs) that's that's true that's true oh my god am i gonna get money from this this is great Oh, we, no, we're not going to get paid, but we'll get plenty of exposure because it's the Arkells. That's right. We're whoring ourselves out to the Arkells for exposure. Fantastic. Fantastic. Um, I got nothing else for that last song. Yeah, I, I have a couple more. Not a whole lot, though. Um, for the most part, it's just kind of a genuine, not genuinely, but generally uh, uninteresting track. Uh, the course is very sleepy on this one, too. So that's where you're supposed to get me, but then you didn't. And so that's kind of unfortunate. Yeah. Um, there was a... It, I kind of like said this earlier with like the guitar being like low in the mix. This song though had a layer of guitar that I noticed that was far too quiet in the mix. It wasn't even a solo. It was like a yeah. background thing. It was during the bridge and like I didn't even notice until like my third listen. And it, the thing is like it didn't even add much either. So I don't know why they did it. Like it was far too quiet where it's like usually like it's one of those albums where like you'll listen to something and be like, oh, I'm picking that out on my third or fourth listen. That's interesting that yeah. they did that. This is one of those things where I picked it out and like, was that did, was that real? Did that just happen? Like, why was that there? Like, it, so yeah. I don't know if they were trying to go for that like little hidden layer multi listen thing, but they didn't do a good job on this one. Interesting. Just thought I'd point that out because I don't know. It wasn't even like it was like quieter than the solos. Like it was so far buried. I don't know why it was like. Maybe it sounds different on speakers. I listened to this in my headphones, but just yeah, eh, didn't do it for and, me. And and where was that? Part? like what uh, was it was hearing? just after the bridge no during the bridge during the bridge during the bridge and okay. you can kind of hear it going out of the bridge too yeah. but like it's so quiet it's like, i just I'm, i don't know it didn't really do anything i'll have to I'll, I'll listen to that again because i definitely did not uh catch oh, that will you I listen would've... to it again okay i'll believe uh, that I, sure i will i will I will. Is it's, it a, it's a three-minute song. I'll listen. Oh, is it one of those tabs that you have open? One of the twenty tabs of songs I've already recommended to you. Yeah, yeah the Elliot Smith one's up, and that uh, Memory Lane's not even a long song. <laughs> yeah, but what what was that other thing that you said? The uh, oh god, you I don't songs I, about dimension and stuff. Yeah, that that's a six-hour project. Yeah, yeah. see, that's why I don't have time okay, for anything that's, else. That's that's different. I I believe that you don't have time for that. But like a three-minute memory lane track by Elliot Smith. Come on now, and you're gonna listen to this one? I'm supposed to believe you? Alrighty then. I'll I'll. The ADHD. Just gonna go ahead and cross my fingers, and we'll move on to the next song. Song number eight, Hex. Okay, you go first because whatever I say is gonna make you mad. So, you first. 
I wonder how you could possibly make me mad, but I don't know. We'll see. Uh, does it have anything to do with the uh, the 80s industrial drum tones? Uh, it has to do with this sounding like Hillary Duff, Depeche Mode Cross. Wait, I have I have a funny note about something like that. Oh, it's not on this song, though. It's probably coming up with like a song or two about weird pop music. Uh, I do like this one. Uh, not that I like this one, but I like the, the sound of the 80s industrial drum tones. I said that much at the very least. Uh, yeah. I had me enjoying the track a little bit. And uh, the vocals have a little more life and presence behind them. Uh, for the most part of this song. So it's nice that she actually decided to give like a little more this late into the album. It's not just like her soft, airy vocals. Yeah. Like she has vocal presence. So Yeah, that like, comes up in like a track coming up that I mentioned. I'm just like, oh my God, thank God. I know which one. Else. Actually, I think it's the next song too. I guarantee I it. So. I've, you've been hinting at it and I think I know exactly what you're talking about. So, <laughs> yeah. But the, like this one doesn't have that growl yeah. to it, but this is just like clarity, not yeah. air. So like, I, I like that she kind of brought that out though well that's good uh so what's yeah that about this, hillary duff? <laughs> uh no that's all my note was but it just sounds like a hillary duff slash depeche mode cross because the the vocals i found that the didn't lyrics she cover depeche mode didn't she do like her own version of personal jesus or something like that did she she did like her hillary own pers- duff? she did her own personal jesus and i think actually the course was reach out and touch me reach out and touch me she, she it could also be yeah. a sample though it could also be a sample no it fucking is i oh remember hearing Lord. that a long time ago yeah wait no i think she uh she sampled I'm it at the looking... very least yes she must have sampled it because it's a song called reach out and i'm looking at the, the lyrics reach out and, and touch lyrics. me the lyrics are not the same but i think she oh may have sampled it's stylized it after personal jesus one i've heard yeah. the song i know what it sounds like and she's like yeah. reach out and touch me yeah, before I go insane, reach out and touch me. Boy, don't make me wait. I'm a diamond and you're so on the money. Reach out and touch me. Whatever. I'm not fucking reading that. I <laughs> want to keep my fucking brain. Um, but speaking of lyrics, uh, again, I know no lyrical analysis or whatnot, but the lyrics, shame, just fucking, they make me roll my eyes. And I don't know why <laughs> I find them so cheesy. They just sound so cheesy. It's like high school like goth when, girl lyrics, oh poetry, God. like straight out of her, like straight out of her dead journal, not even live journal, dead journal. Do you remember dead um, journal? No, I never, I never posted anything. Kit, that's a lie. I posted um, fanfic on. Uh, you posted fanfic. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, what was it? It was on. Fuck. What was it called? It was like, there was this website that had a bunch of like quiz, Quizilla. I, I posted them Quizilla, on yeah. Quizilla. Um, but I never went anywhere else. And um, this just literally reminds me because like my dad gave me a laptop when I was like 15. It was one of those really thick black Dell ones. Oh, yeah. Like you could, you could murder like 20 pounds. Jesus. Oh my God. Right. So I used to write poems and stuff. And I'm sure if I look back at them now, I'd be like, okay, I can see that you're going through some stuff, but that's really juvenile. That's kind of what it reminds me of. It reminds me of my high school poetry when I was really depressed and sad. Yeah, that followed me into my later years, and hence why I wrote music about it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> at least it's at least it sounds better than, well, I guess spoken word slam poetry from a sixteen-year-old girl. Yeah, something along the lines. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Do I have anything else to say? Oh, I do because I think I only give like one or two notes about that. Anyways, the vocal yes. presence, yeah, that was good. Uh, the chorus also seemed a little louder on this one too. So I mean, like, it feels like they're picking up the energy in it, but the problem is it still feels like the other tracks. So I mean. As much as you're doing to improve things, it still kind of feels yep. like a setback. 
Um, I'm very glad that you said that because my last point actually is a jumping point of that. Uh, this song, like the last, literally gets lost and I would probably not know what song, what this song sounded like if I had only heard the title. Some of them like say using um, the title track Under your or, spell. yeah, or even, um, oh, where the hell is the other one? Ah, that, there was another are one. Are you just talking about ones where they actually say the words in the chorus or something where like that? Where it's like, yeah, where it's like, you know, you hear it and you're like, oh, this is obvious. I would say, yeah, probably Under Your Spell is the best example of that, where I can hear that song title and I hear the song in my head because it's just, it's either I know that they say it in the chorus it's easy for me to get or I like it's catchy enough that I can associate the song title with the uh the catchy bit but for this one I really couldn't this one and the last one and, and meanwhile that annoyed the unholy shit out of you when we did the buggles oh my god yeah <laughs> yeah that well it was just it was just the so if this entire chorus was just Hex, 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 hex. I'd be like, please fucking kill me. But it's not, thank God. And the music video is them LARPing in a park and like she's dressed as a witch going like hex, hex on just some and like on some dude who's like supposed to be dressed as like a normie jock. Yeah. And at the video at, at the end of the video, he's like a, a goth kid that they all just kind of cradle in. It's like you're one of us now. <laughs> I, I feel like that's some sort of like Portlandia clip or some sort of SNL sort of comedy clip. Oh, thank God, because like it's that. not that idea is not funny. Neither is SNL. <laughs> Ooh, hot take, hot take. Maybe I don't know. They haven't been funny in forever. Oh God, no! I think since like two thousand four, they've been down. It's been pretty fucking cringe. Yeah. All right, so we'll move on now. We only got three songs left. Song number yeah. nine, "No Tomorrow." Okay, so you speaking of the uh, vocals. Yeah, here uh, it this, comes. One, this, one. this one is menacing and the whisper speaking is great against the sweet soft singing i think that was very nice i liked I, it i just don't like what the um the, the snarling vocals remind me of though because i'll just read mine out right away so i can appreciate that they do something a little more different and sinister for the course uh it has the same yeah. instrumentation from the beginning which kind of leads itself to be more like a more of a heavy track again like the industrial metal type feel um it has this like whispered, gravelly Marilyn Manson-esque vocals because mm. the way she's like, yeah. you lead me, I fall. Like it reminds me of yeah. something that you would hear on yeah. like uh, <laughs> what uh, Antichrist Superstar, like his first major album. Like yeah. it just that vocal presentation sounds like something of him. Like, listen, I uh, realistically, despite the fact of who the person is fucking now and like the, the gross shit he has allegated against him, like yeah. I like Antichrist Superstar. I like Mechanical Animals in Hollywood. Like I like his early discography. So like I, when I hear that, I immediately think Marilyn Manson. But now I think of the person he is now. I'm just like, yeah. oh no. Yeah. <laughs> I I imagine now. I don't know if my description is going to be like it's going to paint the picture that I want it to, but it kind of reminds me of like this weird thing, like. It, it appears as human it's down a hallway, but it's like crawling and his back legs are like crawling in front of, I don't know how to describe that other than it's just some weird, it kind of looks like Voldemort, but like without clothes on. And he's like crawling down a hallway, whispering at you. And it just makes me uncomfortable, but like intrigued. Just when you say that, because now I'm just thinking of Voldemort. I'm just imagining this weird creature crawling down the hallway. And he's like, eh, eh, eh. like he does that fucking weird laugh thing he does in the Deathly Hallows. 
Harry I, Potter's dead. <laughs> I've watched two and a half Harry Potter movies, so I might be inaccurate. Oh, okay, so you haven't heard I've like seen the first two. Oh, cause, okay, because like in Deathly Hallows, uh, well, spoiler alert: Harry Potter's not dead, but he thinks that he killed him, and he's telling yeah. everyone at Hogwarts, "Harry Potter's dead." <laughs> it's like the dumbest thing. It's like one of those like um like uh what is it? Uh, why can I not think of what it is? It's not dimension. It starts with an A, and it's for some reason the word Asperger's is coming to my head. Amnesia? No, no, where it's like they start to forget who you are and they forget things. Amnesia. Uh, no. You said it starts with an A. No, it was something else. It's like a disease in your brain when Amnesia? you get older. Dementia. No. no, no, it's something else. Alzheimer's. That's it. It's kind That's of like it. along the same thing as like dementia, though. Yeah, yeah. I just imagine somebody with Alzheimer's running down the hallway of a school where there's children, and he's clearly older, and he's walking around in a robe, just yelling, Harry Potter's dead! And everyone's like, <laughs> and she's like, Voldemort's off his meds again. And they just kind of slowly shut the classroom doors while he's running down the hallway. Old man Voldemort just breaks into a classroom. Oh my god, who the hell are you? And he's like, Nagini is dinner time. <laughs> it's just like, who, what? They call the principal real quick. <laughs> I I am very glad that you played along with my uh, my imagery because that is fucking perfect. Because there's so many things he says yeah. that I just laugh at every time I hear. He's supposed to be this big, scary, intimidating character. <laughs> In a guinea, my beautiful snake. <laughs> I don't know enough to laugh at that, but I do imagine Voldemort trying to sit with the rest of like the students and going. Ask me the peaches and, I, <laughs> and just I, eat like cut up peaches out of a bowl. I, I just imagine him like specifically traumatizing one boy in that class where he points to me, he's like, The boy that lived, and the kid's just like, Me, <laughs> <laughs> like, a, and then he takes his tray and goes to sit somewhere else, and then he's just like, Oh, devil, cadaver, and then he just falls to the ground, starts spasming. It's just like. Wow, this this guy is like the ultimate ruler. <laughs> Shout out to all the Harry Potter fans. Oh my <laughs> Hope you're God. enjoying my depiction of a senile dementia riddle of Baltimore. And then watch, and then watch. In six months, you're going to find a porn that's that to the T. Vald dementia riddle Voldemort <laughs> getting fucked in all of his snake holes? I would love that. I'd watch it. He, Nagini, you, you must vore me. <laughs> And then it looks like the aura bores in his stomach. It does that like x-ray thing where you can see it's like some big infinite snake in his stomach. I like Vor. <laughs> hey, Allison, are you enjoying this episode, by the way? <laughs> we hope you're getting something out of this besides a oh. review. Oh, we're having such a great time. Oh, my uh, God. <laughs> and I know none of that's going to be edited out. <laughs> Hell no. This is going the best of. That's it. Oh, for crying out loud. <laughs> Chris and Savannah write a new Harry Potter movie. Oh, I, I, I will use an AI program. We will write that whole scene out of fucking Nagini going right up Voldemort's ass. <laughs> All right. Uh, do oh, I have anything else Lord. to say about the song? No, besides the Marilyn Manson-esque vocals. Uh, I only have one other note. It's a little lengthy, too, I guess. Uh, I did say that the, the track started with some promise, and it was heavy. I liked it. 
But then the verse does what the verse always does. It pulls back on the energy and yeah. does like the quiet thing with the quiet vocals and everything like that. Uh, the production sounds decent enough, uh, though. I mean, they barely utilize the stereo space again. Like I mentioned earlier with that synth that could be bouncing back and forth. Yeah. Um, so it's unfortunate. I don't know. Like, I don't know how many albums these two guys, this Rainbow and Falcor guys, uh, I don't know how many albums they've produced, especially for the band or anything else. They they need to learn how to utilize the stereo space though. Maybe they're not responsible for the mix though. I don't know. I don't know who oh, mixed the yeah. album, but as producers, you think you would have an idea. It's like, Hey, spread this out a little bit. Cause usually with the engineer in the room and stuff like that, and like, even in the, the final post-production, usually the producers are in there kind of giving notes and everything too. So yeah, I don't know. I feel like a lesson should be learned from this. Um, Just while you're speaking, I am looking up their uh, records to see like what else that they had produced. Yeah. Now they had produced their, this is only 2017. So there's not very many albums between this one and present day. Um, but their 2020 album uh, was produced by uh, rainbow and Falcor as well. Um, they're both Michael. So I'm no longer saying their first name. You're Mike F and Mike R. Um, the one before this one in 2016, I think. Oh, compilation. Never mind. I take that back. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think they've actually been, uh, yeah, doing all of them. They no, must... no. Their 2011 album, Imaginary Monsters, was produced by someone else. David Og Ogilvy. Ogilvy? Ogilvy? I don't know. A crummy commercial? Son the of a for bitch. Former member of Skinny Puppy. Oh, that's pretty badass. And Jackalope. Skinny Puppy is that like speaking of industrial, Skinny Puppy is one of those bands that are, like they pretty much made industrial and you you got to be into it though cuz like it sounds pretty rough. Like mm -hmm. it it's it's hard to listen to sometimes. So like if you don't like industrial, chances are you won't like Skinny Puppy. And he's part of Jackalope and I know one of their songs I, I think. I think I know Jackalope. I don't know. No. Um, okay, so I guess we'll just move on then because we're almost done. Uh, penultimate track, song number 10, The Lowest Low. I, I have three points. I'm just going to whip them right off. They're really short. Uh, chorus melody, definitely Taylor Swift-esque circa 2015-2015. That means you love it then. Okay, good. Um, <laughs> I definitely noticed it. It was a very like high, sen uh, high pop sensibilities for the chorus melody. Um, I am glad that there weren't an abundance of slower ballads, although I do wish that this one was earlier in the album. I feel like it's wasted this far into it. I think it would have been nice maybe around track eight or nine rather than waiting until 10. Just push it up a little bit would have sounded better um, to me, at least. Um, it definitely offers a slowing of pace, but it feels a little too late because there's only one track after this. Also on Spotify, the uh actual track title uh it's the lowest low but low is spelt with the lowercase l and i was very confused why because i i write my reviews the way that it's written on spotify assuming that that's some sort of artistic vision or you know bands who will put them all in capital um or uppercase letters and whatnot i'll do it on here like on my list as well uh very confused if that was a typo or if that's some sort of like 
Easter egg about something because you know some bands will do that. I'll imagine it's some sort of imagery because it says the lowest low, and how much lower can you get textually if you have all lowercase letters? This is true. See, it's something like that, so I'll always write it the way that I read it on Spotify because that's where I, I listen to it. Um, and I didn't know if that was like a thing. although I, I think I would have made the word lowest all small letters and then low you can just go back to being capital only because like lowest show me the lowest point yeah. all lowercase let's do it interesting sell that idea um, I generally like the chill atmosphere of the track overall though like you, you kind of mentioned like ballady type tracks I'm yeah like, this one works slowest. for it and I like it I don't think it was wasted at the end I kind of like that this was like an end of album type of come down I do like that mm-hmm. um, yeah and a lot of the, that is kind of built off of the softer synths and like the programmed drum beat so it's not like the big loud uh, kind of 80s industrial beat like it's just kind of yeah. like programmed it was actually good for that one I, I, I like it in this track Here's where my my pop pin comes in. This song is what Len would sound like if they were goths. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Instead of saying and "steal if my son," some weird incestuous brother sister. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, they could still be. We don't know that. <laughs> That's where we're gonna get sued. <laughs> um, it's kind of like they say, like you know, "steal my sunshine." Well, this one's "please steal my sunshine" because yeah. like the, we want darkness. Yep. Uh. But yeah, I mean, this song, though, still having a darker feel to it, uh, definitely has some brighter and warm moments to it at the very least. So it it, it kind of sits well at the end of the album. So I like it for that. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. I, I literally have no more, uh, no more to that. It was just, it was there. It was slower than the rest. Still kind of gave me the same vibe as the rest of the album. Um, still kind of industrially with the synths and whatnot, just at a slower tempo. Um, I know you said that it's it's good to kind of have something like this and you wouldn't move it anywhere else. But I think maybe it would have broken up some of the songs that sound similar earlier in the album if you had, had put this if you had put this maybe in the middle of those, then that would have been good and maybe I wouldn't have noticed how some of the songs sound similar or have similar vibe, but it is where it is. And, uh, yep. (laughs) And that's it. That's it. They didn't hire me to produce. I mean, I'm like, I'm open. No, we got to get the Arkells first. (laughs) Call me. Fine. My, my number is two, eight, nine. It's okay. I'll put the last seven digits in uh, the video version. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's it. As if this review didn't feel endless enough, we are finally at the last song, <laughs> number eleven, oh, endless. <laughs> I I am definitely bopping my head to the beat. Um, yeah. Wait, what the fuck does this say? Every single time I am waiting for us. Okay, you can't screw up now sentence, on the last track. <laughs> yes, I know, but some some sentences like my punctuation goes right out the window. So when I read it, I'm like, I have no idea where I should be breathing while I'm reading this. But what I wrote was every single time I am waiting for a song after, oh, every single time I am waiting for a song after this one because it does not go out like you think it would for a closing track. Yeah, It doesn't fade out long. It doesn't have like a, a punch at the end. It just sounds, this whole album sounds like a collect. A collection of songs it doesn't sound like they were curated so having this at the end it doesn't feel like they knew that this was going to be at the end they just put them in an order that sounded good and then that was it 
So I keep waiting for another song to start because this doesn't sound like the end of the album at all. No, the lowest low did. Yeah, yeah, because it was a little slower, brought you down a little. And then this one kind of has a little disco beat that I love. And I was like, sweet, the energy's up again. And then fuck me, album's over. I was... I was just straight up disappointed that this one was a closer because again, this one feels like every other track on the album. Yes. And this is your bang to go out on. It's just like, really? Like, I don't know. I, I get that. We've had that so many times on the show where like the previous, like the penultimate track is usually the one that feels like the true closer. And then yeah. like the last song, it's like, okay, we'll, we'll accept this as like a credit sequence type song. This doesn't even feel like that. This feels like, th- this sounds like, Track seven, track six. This album feels like it was produced by Quentin Tarantino, where it's just like <laughs> the beginning and end are just in different places, and you have to put the story together yourself. Type. Oh, this isn't a concept yeah. album, obviously, but still, like it's just that idea where it's like this is not an end of album song, and I was kind of disappointed. Uh, yeah. Nothing really stood out enough to talk about, to be honest, which is fine because this is the last song, three minutes and thirteen seconds. It's just another copy of the previous tracks. Uh, it has energy at the very least. This is the kind of track you'd hear at like an emo goth nightclub. So there's your yeah. comment there. Like Other it. than that, this had nothing for me. And I was just, I was sad. It's not my least favorite on the album, but I'm disappointed of its placement. Uh, I 100% agree. Um, now jumping off the, it all sounds the same. My point is these songs sound the same. And even with a beat that I like the sounds of, it could still get lost with the handful of others that sound similar. And I do like this song. There's something about it that transcends the label of cheesy. It's not that it, it's not even that it owns being cheesy. It's just not terrible. So I didn't get like that, you know, 15, 16 year old emo girl lyrics sad in your room vibe from I, this i, I heard something about a dark endless sea in the lyrics so that that says emo goth girl to me no problem maybe maybe she wants to be a pirate yeah she's talking about like sinking in the sea though exactly pirate titanic maybe she's, she's singing about the movie titanic she, she's an awful pirate then if, if your ambition is to sink to the bottom of the sea you're a fucking awful pirate Exactly. It also uh, Aladdin, because Jafar added something to Aladdin, threw him into the ocean, and he was at the bottom of the sea. So maybe maybe they're singing about uh, the movie Aladdin and their endless sequels. I, I just imagine now that, like, they are pirates, they're on their own boat, and then, like, another boat crashes into them to dock, and they're going to fight, and then the, emo, the like, the goth crew pulls out their swords and then immediately stabs themselves in the chest. And then the invading ship's just like, uh, Oh, uh, okay. Let's take our yeah, time then. <laughs> they, like, they like step forward and they go, okay, never mind. And they just retreat yeah, back the other to ca- their quarters. The, the other captain peg legs his way up to the, like, uh, to Sarah, because I'm assuming she'd be the captain of the ship. He'd be like, all right, do you, do you need help, lass? I, I, I'm here to talk to you. <laughs> and she's just, because oh, 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 she's dying. I, I I got a daughter at home. She's about as old as you'd be. <laughs> but meanwhile, <laughs> as he's t- as he's telling her this, she's just fading in and out, not even listening. Well, off to Davy Jones' locker with you, then tips her yep. over the fucking railing. <laughs> yep, and that's a pretty good good way to end because I have nothing else to say. And the pirates, the actual living ones, sail on into the sunset. But yes, that is the end of this album, this requested album for the week. God, what is it with these requested albums where we kind of go crazy on them a little bit? I think it's just us in general. I don't know. Probably. Yeah. Yeah, pick, yeah, I wonder if it's a full moon out. That might be it. That might I don't know. It. I don't follow astrology, so I don't really care. <laughs> 
Um, I will say uh, that with this overall, the only thing I can really say is kind of something I've alluded to already in this whole album. Some things are just better left in high school. <laughs> True. Um, the first time I heard this, I hated the synths and thought it really sounded like DDR music. Now I think it sounds like DDR music, but if the songs I like come on, I'll actually play, which is saying a lot because I would never play DDR. <laughs> yeah, I never did either. I knew people who did, but I just, I never did. I didn't. Yeah, care. I'm amazed at people who do, but I, one, do not have the coordination and two, do not have the desire to do that shit in front of other people. That is the end of the episode. That is the yeah. end of us discussing the Birthday Maskers Under Your Spell album. Thank you very much for making it this far if you did, because we went on many tangents. But you did yeah. get an album review out of it, though, and you're going to get more of an album review now, because it is time to rank <gasps> the songs. So, above our head, boom, graphics have changed our names. There are numbers. There's going to be more names, song names specifically, because yeah. we have to determine what's best, worst to best, or not so great to great. However you want to look at it, that's what we're going to do now. Yeah, I I would say it's for me it's probably just less great to the one I like. <laughs> yeah, essentially. It. I I think that I didn't hate any of them. There are three songs that I consider pretty decent on this album and then the rest are kind of like mid to sloping. I'm curious to see if they're the same. I have no hope that we're going to match goddamn thing, so <laughs> I'm going to say uh, zero. I don't, I don't know. It's hard to say. Some of the ones in the middle, maybe. But yeah, yeah like the the, the the bread pieces here. Won't We're going to do that one-off thing we normally do. I put one at a seven. You put it at a six. My six is your five. So oh, we'll, see. And, we'll see. And just before I say my first one here, I'll say that... Um, uh, although I I, for, I forgot to ask her like per, in person Ooh, what her song yes. rankings were and she I she, I forgot to ask so she didn't tell me unfortunately. Oh no! Well, Maybe, let's just assume that her I'll get her favorite to is our favorite. I'll get her to comment and then I'll tell, her, tell everyone to say hello to her. <laughs> then, then she won't come because she doesn't want that at all. <laughs> all right. Well, anyways, maybe she can tell me in person. But until then, here's mine, and I know this one's gonna be higher on your list, so I know this one um, automatically doesn't match. Song number eleven without you. Uh, number 11, you're right, is Hex. Ah, uh, to Hex with it. Haha, <laughs> funny. Anyway, song number 10, Games. Number 10, Games. Oh, we got okay. a match. Look at that. It. Now, while you're writing that, just because you make stupid jokes, um, I made a stupid joke, and I was told it was stupid, so I'm going to tell you. Uh, what do you get when you cross an elephant and a rhino? Games. Elephino. <laughs> I don't even know if I get that. It's like hell if I know, but it's that was so bad. Th that's terrible. That's beyond bad. I'm editing that out. That's how bad it is. <laughs> Song number nine, endless. Song number nine, the lowest low, where you hit me, low blow, man. Low. You blow. were already told previously before me that wasn't good, and you did it anyway. Would you expect me to save your life on that one? Yes. Please tell everyone else that they're wrong. Everyone's going to tell you that you're wrong. Yeah, I know. I'm sick of that. Song number eight, Under Your Spell. Song number eight, One. By Metallica. Now the world is gone. Number seven, One. <laughs> uh, number seven, Unkind. If your number six is Unkind, I'm going to be so upset. No, no, no. My number six is Hex. Uh, my number six is Under Your Spell. Under your spell. Number five, No Tomorrow. All of nothing. I don't know what that really, what that was, but 
I I did the growling thing because that's the the song where she does those vocals. I did it because you did it. Sponge, <laughs> fucking sponge. Okay. Anyway, song number four, the lowest low. Uh song number four. I would be better doing this without you. Would you though? I don't know. <laughs> I'm the editor, so you'd probably fail at this. Song number three, all of nothing. Song number three, endless. As as in your endless admiration of me for doing all the work. Song oh, number course. two, counterpain. Uh, song number two, no tomorrow. Although I I do sing your praises about doing a lot more than I do. Hell yes. Song number one, unkind. Song number one, counterpain. <laughs> one, at least that one came close. Yes. Hell yeah. Only, only one off of our top, so it's not so bad. Ooh, and we had one match, so at least it was more than what I anticipated of the zero I thought. So yay. As I said, everything in the middle, I didn't I didn't think our top and bottom were gonna match, but yeah. I mean that that actually came close though, so I can't even say that. Hell yeah. But there you go, one match out of eleven. Look how good we did today. I mean, it's it's kind of usual. We either get one, two, or nothing at all. Right. It's it's very rare when we get any more than that. And I think it's been what 20, 30 episodes since 40 episodes. Something like that. I don't know. It's, it's been a long quite time. A few. Yeah. Uh and I don't even remember what I was gonna say. Oh yeah. Uh to those who follow us on Instagram and if you see our spoiler post on Thursday, you'll realize we're not even at a hundred lifetime matches yet across the I think we're at like eighty-nine or ninety now as of today. Mm. And so the fact is, we're at episode 76. We haven't even hit 100 matches yet. And we almost have a 1,000 songs in the bank right now. And we haven't even hit 100 matches. There is nothing better than listening to two contrasting hosts where it's like, if if somebody listening to this agrees with you, at least you agree with them, right? At least you're bringing up the same point. And if they don't agree with you, at least they agree with me. So the listeners really getting like the best bag out of all of this. But there are times where if they agree with you, then they agree with me because a lot of times you also agree with me. So therefore, just well, then they're fucked. it funnels then back. It funnels back. Uh, anyways, speaking of funneling, we have to funnel this album somewhere in our, our rating list. So let's go ahead and do that now. Transition screens. Alrighty then, the album rating screen. Here it is, all the albums we've done presently in front of you now. And we're about to have a new one on there, of course, The Birthday Ooh. Massacres Under Your Spell. And last week, if you happen to miss it, God, we have a new album at the top of the A tier, like the very top of the entire show. Didn't expect that to happen, but my God, there it is. Stop picking albums I like. I don't like that. It hurts my feelings. Yeah, Although... But I am listening to some pretty sick music. So thank you for that. But I don't like the fact that I'm not the one picking it. That's like the most Canadian thing you can do. It's like, you're, you're like, stop it. But thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I hate well, you, I gotta, but thank you very much. Well, I mean, like, I, I do have to say that there are some albums that I hadn't listened to before and that they're like a tier now. And I'm like, fuck yeah, this isn't my regular rotation. So it is make, it is making, it has maked. I can't even fucking talk. <laughs> It is making my my like playlist better, but it is making my like self-confidence much worse. That's fine. 
This show's not meant to self-improve or anything like that. We're just here to rate music like a bunch of idiots. I thought this was just my vessel to just do what I want and have people agree with me, but it's turning out that it is not. It's like the polar opposite of this point. Yikes. Nope. Anyways, uh, you didn't pick today's album. Uh, our on. requester, Allison, did, and we had to find out where we're going to put this one on our list, so I think we should go ahead and do that now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you know what? Because I know I'm going to have to go first next week. You get to go first this week. Okay, well, I don't really have any fluff to say around this that I haven't already said, but just the way that I thought of this album the first couple of listens, my score ended up a lot higher than I thought it was going to be, albeit it's not too high. It is at 73.91, but my first listen, I thought it was going to be in the 60s, so I'm actually pretty pleased that... uh, I liked it a little more the more I was listening to it. Still not my favorite, clearly. God, that note is so similar to me because I, I also thought, like, when I first started listening, like, this is going to be in the 60s for sure. This is, yeah. like, straight C, maybe C+, plus, depending. But, no, mine ended up being a little higher, too. Again, also same thing, not super high, but definitely higher than anticipated. I put it as 70.90, which puts this album at a 72.40, of course, B minus tier, just just like her previous request. Uh, I'm sorry to tell you that it is better than Queens of the Stone Age, but it is under Depeche Mode. Oh, reach out and touch Faith, huh? Mm, Yeah, reach out and touch 72.65 for Depeche Mode, so it's nestled right underneath. Supposing so, and what, what I, I guess it's the only Queens of Strange album we did. I was gonna ask yeah. which one, but then we've only done one, yeah, yeah, 71.82, which is a I apologize for the low score on that one. Well, because I was, I was just gonna say, <laughs> I, did I did I just kind of spoil the idea of what could be coming in season five? Oops, <laughs> uh, not if you edit this part out, you don't, no, I won't, but I won't say which album it is. Yes, bands will be returning in season five. Oh my god, yeah. And I could I'll say one of them's Queens of the Stone Age, but which album? Like they got plenty. It could be right. any of them. So you're gonna have to stick around for season five and find out. Yeah, damn right. But until then, we are now at the end of this episode, episode seventy six. And yes, uh, we have another B minus album on our hands. There, uh, we have the Birthday Massacres under your spell and our B minus here. Better than Queens of the Stone Age, not as good as. Depeche Mode. So, yeah, yeah. hey, you know what? That's not bad. I, I think the last time Allison made a request on our show, I, it was Three Teeth, which is kind of like in the same range. Where's Three Teeth on? Do you have the list open right now? Where's Three I Teeth? I do. On that? I do. Three Teeth. It's like right near there. That. It actually has a three in it, doesn't it? Yes, it does. That number three in the it word teeth. Is, oh, it's actually much better. Um, three Teeth is 73.62. So there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight songs or eight albums, rather, between Depeche Mode and Three Teeth. So it actually did pretty well. Which is insane, considering that they're only like 1.2 points off of each other, and there's eight albums in that span. God, we're terrible. Mm-hmm. We're actually We terrible. are. There are two of them. Two of them are 73.62. One of them is 73.63. Uh, there are no other duplicates. Oh, there's 71.66. There are two of those. Um, but there are no more duplicates in the 70s. 
Oh my God! Fuck this show. Yeah, speaking right? of speaking of this show, though, thank you very much for watching today. <laughs> we're, we're glad that you could take part in this. Uh, we want to know what you think of this album. If you did indeed listen to it, uh, what do you think of the album? What are some of your favorite songs? How would you rank them? Where would you rate the record? Do you agree or disagree with us? Let us know down in the comments below, wherever you're listening, because there's comment sections wherever you are listening, be it video or audio. You can always do that. Let us know on our social medias as well. Rate the record podcast over on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Always glad to hear you over there. Uh, but all of that can be found over at RateTheRecord.ca and other things that can be found over there too. The album request link, uh, the album giveaway link, which remember we're giving away the Arctic Monkeys, whatever people say I am, that's what I'm not. So if you want a brand new vinyl copy of that, make sure you enter for that. Also, Kofi.com slash RateTheRecord, that link's over there and also in the description below. There's so much over at RateTheRecord.ca, probably more that I'm missing. So just go check it out and find everything. Yes, and there's a secret link if you can find it. Depends on if I have actually made it live yet or not at this point. No, I, I was just alluding to somebody wasting their time trying to find a secret link that doesn't exist. There goes your there goes your earbud. I, I wink I wink to the camera too aggressively, my earbud fellow. I will say there is technically a secret link and it's gonna go live soon regardless. We'll we'll announce something soon. We got something in the works. But if you can find it now, it's still it's there technically. Anyways, uh, while you're doing that, we're gonna end this episode. So once again, thank you very much for joining us, hanging out this week. But just before we go, you know how we like to end the show. We usually have a little sneak hint preview, whatever you want to call it, that tells you what's coming next week. And next week, Savannah chose it, and it's Yay! not the Buggles. Yay! It's not. It's someone better. I it mean that is a subjective. Uh, I do agree claim. though, because I know who it is. Excellent. Now, next week, we have someone who left a very successful band to be just as successful as a solo artist. They also have a successful child who collaborated with the ultra-successful Taylor Swift. Very successful, much success. Bob Dylan, because you're talking about Jacob Dylan, the successful child. I get it. So we're doing Bob Dylan. Imagine hey, if Taylor Swift sang with kids. the Wallflowers. That would be so good. I would love to hear her sing Three Marlenas. Hey, you're Tyler Swift. You want to perform with my son, Justin? Dad, my name's Jacob. Whatever. Don't talk back to me, son. I'll hit you with my guitar. <laughs> and after hearing that, Tyler Swift just stood off to the side going, I ain't correcting him. <laughs> I ain't saying a thing. No, she would, because she, she's done folky music. What do you think she's going to do? Yeah. Like talk back to Bob fucking Dylan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. To him, her name is Tyler. That's it. <laughs> you you look like a fine young lad, Tyler. <laughs> but it's not, it's just to clarify, it's not Bob Dylan. I would not allow that in my house. Damn it. But I would, but I'm not choosing next think. week's album. So I, I guess it can't happen anyways. Hey, I didn't choose that first album. That was off that uh, that randomizer thing that we did. We we should do that again. We should do the randomizer again. That and was kind of I hope fun. it's I hope it's another Bob Dylan. Oh my god! Imagine if it was first roll. Oh my gosh! Oh, yeah, no. we should do that sometime. That'd be nice. Uh, we'll look into it for season five. How about that? All right, I'm down. Well, until season five and until next week, because it's clearly not Bob Dylan. Uh, you should go ahead and go listen to some awesome music, and maybe the birthday massacre is your thing. So why not check that out? So we'll see you again next week. Take care, friends. Bye-bye.